Hello and welcome to the Loose Forward Podcast. I'm Andy. And I'm Callum. And we're all about Rugby League. The M62 and Beyond. Episode 24. Here we are. Good evening. Good evening. Uh, good week? Yeah. It was alright. I went to watch um, some one of them 100 games, you know, Old Trafford. How was that? Um, I'll be honest, it weren't great. It rained for most of the day. And <laughs> didn't, didn't really see much cricket. But I had a good drink, so... So it was okay then? Yeah, well it was apart from paying £5.65 a pint. Who won? Uh, it was it was a draw. <laughs> <laughs> well actually it was a double-header. The, the women's were on um, first and to be fair the rain stayed off. I actually saw more cricket than I thought I was going to do looking at the forecast. I mean a mate got a train down uh, to, to Manchester and um, we saw about three quarters of the women's game. It was about twenty balls left, and they called it off. But then decided that that the the women, the Manchester women's team, uh, had won based on like whatever they'd done, and then they, they, whatever they do, I think they call it like DRS or something. Is that Duckworth Lewis method in it, I, 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 or something else? I don't know. It's not a cricket podcast. This get on with it anyway. Yeah, and then saw about twenty balls in the men's game, and it got called off. off. Yeah. <laughs> I was already on the train back home by the time they'd officially called it off. <laughs> and other good news is that football's back next week yeah. or this week or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, like it's never been away. It it never is really, is it? No, but rugby league's never been away this week. That's the main thing. No, unless you're a Warrington fan. Oh yeah, or Wakefield. Yeah. Oh, Hull, sorry. Well, I've got the fixtures for later, but I, I hope you know which games have been cancelled because I've lost track. So, do you know? <laughs> no. <laughs> All right, fair enough then. Um, right. Well, on tonight, we've got Super League review. Uh, we've got news and stats. We've got uh, our feature, which is a couple of lists, isn't it? Yeah. One that we did at the start of the season on our 10 to watch. Mm. And another one that I've got for you, which is a little game later on, which I don't want to give much away. Okay. Um, then we've got uh, uh, the NRL and uh, this week's fixtures. Uh, and bits of uh, some interesting bits of news if you stay tuned, I think. Yeah. So I won't say any more, but I think we've got some interesting uh, things to, to share with people. Excellent. So... So we, so we go with the review. Let's and the first bit of action from the week. First piece of action was Wigan sixteen, Salford six. Yeah, uh, I think it was quite close for for pretty much the entire entire game, wasn't it? Well, it was six four at half time for Salford. Yeah, and um, didn't didn't really expect that. Salford not having played very well and Wigan racking up a few points against the likes of, you know, Lee. Um, but a lot of Wigan's points come from the ill-discipline of Salford, didn't it? Seemed to be a lot of high tackles. Yeah, which they took the two on for the majority of them. I think there was a Simbin or two in that as well. Yeah, they? Moss have got another Simbin in. Um so they were just the the masters of their own downfall, I think, weren't they? 
Um, but I, I think from a Wigan point of view, obviously they'll be happy to have Hardacre back and um, you know picking up where he left off because he picked up uh, three um, Man of Steel points as well from that game. Um, and obviously that allowed Jackson Hastings to go back into the, the halves. I think on this one, I think Salford were their own worst enemies on this game. I think the the game, um, watching the game, I think was um, it was there for them. Definitely, definitely. You know they were the obviously um, in front at, at half time, and and like you say, just they were their own worst enemy and and, and gifted Wigan points. The trouble is, if you if you're six four up and then suddenly you're eight six down. And then you can see a converted try. All of a sudden, it's it's a two-score game. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Which is a problem then. Like, with your discipline, isn't it, really? Yeah. I think Richard Marshall will be very, very unhappy with the way that, you know, they cost themselves the game. And when I looked at the tackles, when I watched the tackles that, that went for the two points, they were needless as well. They weren't lazy ones where somebody had stepped in and they were on a break and they'd caught. They were they were sort of what you'd call run of the mill tackles that they got wrong, really. Yeah, to, to do it once, I think it's careless. Yeah, but to do it three or four times, two, three, four times Just is giving the game away. Yeah, and and it it they literally did give the game away on the back of that because mm. it was a real tight affair. But another win for Wigan. Yeah, uh, uh, you know, I think sort of slipping under the radar a little bit. Are they doing their thing, what they've done before, and not played very well for large parts of the season, but then suddenly when it comes to it and they need to put it together, they are doing, and suddenly are they becoming a force then uh, for the grand final? Possibly. You would expect them to win that match anyway, and I think the fact that it was so close was kind of a shock. You would, but they hadn't played particularly well. I mean, they lost five on the trot, didn't they? Yeah. Recently. They hadn't been playing very well. They've, they've stuttered back to a little bit of form, but are they starting to come back to form at the at the right time of the season? Are they looking... I, th- I suppose what I'm saying is, is, are they looking more threatening for a grand final berth that you wouldn't have given them probably any chance of Six weeks ago. I mean, I would never put it past them because, you know, it's Wigan and, and they know how to do that, don't they? Um, they've got players in the squad who have played in finals. They made it to the grand final last uh, last season. Um, maybe the next couple of weeks will be a bit more of a tell because I think they play all KR this week and then the week after they play St. Helens. And that's the rivals round, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, so which we'll, I... We'll do a bit more on next week, won't we? Yeah, so I think, you know, depending on on how they come out of them two games, to come away with four points, you would think, yeah, definitely. Mm. Okay. Um, Leeds, 18, Castleford, 32. I'm struggling to work Leeds out again at the moment. Yeah, funny one, because I really didn't expect them to win that match, uh, to, to lose that match. No, uh, Leeds, I've said before, that they're looking good, I'd be excited if it was a Leeds fan, etc., etc. Mm. And, then, and then to lose that, Match in, in that manner, yeah, against what you would probably call a, a struggling cast side and a weakened cast side after having a really, really good game against Warrington the week before and beating Hull FC, yeah, in the same week, mm. and then 
they do this. I, I can't quite work it out at the moment. No. I'd be surprised if anybody can. No, I, I don't know. Maybe you would think that, you know, they've had players back for a couple of weeks and you wouldn't think that fitness would play a part. Like, if they'd have had loads of players come back in this one week, you would think, well, maybe they, you know, were feeling a bit gassed towards the end. But, no, it was a it was a strange one. Um, but, you know, credit to Cass. Cass played really well. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, Niall Evels has been a really, really good signing for them, hasn't he? Yeah, and... They will be delighted that they have tied him down, um, you know, with that new deal that he signed um, a few weeks back. Is there a more natural fullback in Super League? I'm not talking about someone that's been converted to play there. Mm. Some, but he looks a real natural fullback and has been a fullback for a number of years uh, at Salford and now at Castleford. So I'm not. I'm. Not, I'm not talking about somebody that's. Play, you know, like um, a Jake Connor, for example, mm. um, that's that was a, that was primarily a centre. Yeah, and probably if he was in the England team, probably would still be a centre. Yeah, no, but I'm, you know, you, I'm, you, I'm talking about a real sort of what I call a natural fullback. No, you, you're probably right. Um, or the, the most natural modern fullback, I think, because the only one that I could think of then, off the top of my head, when you were saying it, is Lachlan Coote. Mm-hmm. Sam, you know, Tom, he, Sam Tompkins. But even he's come through Wigan as a six mm. and, and converted to fullback. But he's been there for quite a while. Yeah, but if you're talking about... A natural player. Yeah. yeah. You know, Lachlan Coote's more old school, isn't he? And I know you get fullbacks, and Evel's probably the same, where they've played wing for a time. Coming through a little bit like Wellsby at St Helens. Mm. But as a natural, you know, a, a natural-born fullback, I'm struggling to find somebody... That the same milk. I would have. I would have said Jamie Shaw at Hull, but yeah. he's only just coming back from injury and was ousted in that position by by Connor anyway. Yeah, yeah. No, I I think you're probably right. They they always seem to to and fro, don't they? Now between positions. I mean, look at like Jake Mamo at Warrington. He come through. He, he come to Huddersfield as a mm. fullback, um, and then there's there's. You know, ended up playing wing and centre, and, and I get that players sometimes find the niche after a few seasons, and you know that that's probably what done. Um, Stefan Ratchford seems to have done the same, yeah, at Warrington. But Evels, if you signed Evels, you would be signing him as a fullback. Oh yeah, that, definitely. That's it. There's no yeah, ifs de- or buts, is de- there? Definitely. Um, but no, you're probably right. I think there's there's he probably is the most natural fullback. And that the try at the end where he makes the break, you're sort of willing him, aren't you, to to get over the line, and he's getting yeah. caught from all sides, yeah, no, all he angles. Did and well like, to, to yeah. pick up the loose pass, and then and he got stopped just short, didn't he? But then they just threw it wide on the next one, and Jimmy Kainos went in, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He didn't didn't um, didn't celebrate that one much, did he? No, he didn't. No. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I think the game was over anyway. But there was another try in that game as well that. Danny Richardson put um, a, a bomb up, but went landed about ten yards out, and it got patted back, and it went to Greg Eden, and then it looked like he was in, like just going to dive under the post, mm. and then he got sort of held up, stood up, mm. but then you're thinking, just put it down, yeah, put it down. It looked and, like he ran at the goalpost. Yeah, Castleford fans must have been thinking, like, put it down. Yeah, but- and in the end, he. <laughs> He just sort of bent down and popped it down. But yeah, it was. It just looked really strange. I thought it was a strange. It looked like he was trying to 
tackle the goalpost. But, you know, he, he returned to cast squad for him and a couple of tries. So... Um, I'm sure he'll be open to keep that that farm going as well. So yeah, but a bit of a strange game, really. Even though it was quite convincing from a cast point of view. Yeah. Um. Uh, we'll go to Huddersfield next, I think, if that's okay. Huddersfield twenty-two, Wakefield eighteen. Yeah, Wakefield. Um, another funny team, aren't they? <clears throat> Um, yeah, eighteen nil up at one point, and just completely blew it. Yeah, and um, compounded by the news today, this afternoon, that uh, Chris Chester has been sacked. Yeah, um, um, and I don't think that's a surprise, really, when you look at the results that they've had. And do you think it's harsh? In some ways, in some ways, yeah. But I also don't think they've been very good for a couple of years now. No, I suppose it depends on your expectations, doesn't it? Yeah. He has done a really good job with them, I think, overall. And for any coach, it's been a difficult season or season and a half. Or yeah. However you want to, whichever way you want to face it, it's been a difficult couple of years for coaches, I think. Yeah, and I think at, you know at the way sport is now, and at, at some point anyway... Are one or two exemptions in in world sport. Um, coaches only have a certain amount of time anyway, don't they? Chris Chester seems to strike me as one of those people that has a has an impact for a certain length of time, mm. and then it seems to drop off a little bit, which I thought was the case at Hull KR. Yeah, it, <laughs> He strikes me as a bit of a sort of Sam Allardyce type. He'll just get go in and stop him getting relegated or something. Yeah, I'm not saying that's what he does. I'm just saying that's how it. I, I know what you mean. There's a, there's an immediate impact. Yeah, and then and then longer term. Yeah, it, it just seems to waver. Yeah, yeah. But you know, I where's next room? I don't know. Lee then. Yeah, Lee. No, but it's no seriously. I. I that's the sort of impact I think that I think he has, and I think he, I, I think, to a certain extent, helps struggling teams overperform. Mm. That's I think that's what I'm trying to say. He seems to get the best out of players for a short amount of time, doesn't yeah. he? And, yeah. And when you say short, I'm not. We're not talking three or four weeks here. No, no. You know, we're talking a season or a season and a half or. Yeah. But when you sign, you know, as a coach, what do they sign? Two, three-year deals. Yeah. It never really seems to last the length of the deal. No, and then you could argue, well, actually, from a, a board point of view, you could say, well, actually, no, he's, he's punched above his weight there. Um, if he can keep doing that, we don't need to, we don't need to uh, fiddle around with the squad too much. Yeah. And bring players in or, you know, whatever. The, you could argue that, I suppose, in one sense as well. Yeah, you could, but... You know, in terms of this game, 18 nil up and blew it. Um, but Will Price gaining more plaudits. He, you know, some people on Twitter raving about him. And it's hard not to compare him to his dad, but he does have a lot of similarities mm. to, to his dad. Um, McGilvery with another two tries. Um, and did you see the Sam Wood try for, for Uddersfield? I didn't. Oh, it was. I've, I don't think I've ever really seen anything like it. It's a what? rarity. So they put this kick through, Uddersfield put this kick through and it ends up 
um, coming to uh, I think it was Innes Senior from for Wakefield, and he he misses it at first, and it sort of skips past him or under his leg, under his foot, and ends up in the in goal. And so by the time he's picked it up in the in goal, the Huddersfield lines chased up, they're on him, and he, he's having a bit of a, um, a you know a dart about in the in goal trying to get out, and. I, I can't remember who it was who he was trying to pass to, but whoever it was, there was a Wakefield player to his left, and he's getting tackled, and he tries to fling it out the back door to whoever his teammate was, so they can have a go. But there's another field player stood behind him, and the other field player just goes thank you and just oh, puts it down. Right. But that brought um level, I think. Right. Okay. I think it was the second to last try. I didn't see that because. I didn't see it at the time. Actually, was, I might have got that wrong, but... If it was on anywhere. Yeah. I didn't see Super League show, because I wasn't up about half past three in the morning. Yeah. And... Um, no, it was all right. I think it was quarter past a quarter past one or something this afternoon, I think it was on. Oh, okay. Brilliant. So if no one's working, let's watch that. Yeah. Excellent. Unfortunately. I was working. Yeah. yeah. And I didn't see... Uh, there was a distinct lack of highlights anywhere to, uh, to watch. Yeah, because... Super League take their sweet ass time putting them on YouTube. Uh, there was Huddersfield. I did see Huddersfield Wakefield, but then I realised it was from like three years ago. So <laughs> <laughs> I'd, but I'd watched about thirty seconds of it and thought this isn't right. <laughs> uh, I had to watch them on the Sky Sports app. Oh no, that's where I saw him. But like, Danny Bruff doesn't play for either of these two teams anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but it, the, the, but we, we brought the, we know we mentioned this the other week and about. The lack of, or, or the the urgency to get highlights out. It's always like two days after, three days after, and it's like, well, if you aren't, and literally all they do is show the tries. So yeah. if it's like a four or five minute videos of the tries, you know which bits you need to cut out, and you know which bits you need to put in for the video. Well, I I remember you know, if you have an extended highlight video that's fifteen twenty minutes, granted. I can imagine. I mean, I'm not. Mm. I don't do. We don't do any editing on here. We just do it how it is. We're rubbish at it. But if you have to edit that, you that's why to... we get it mistakes and all. Yeah, I, it just adds to the spice. I think so. Um, but you know, if you have to do like a 20 minute highlight video, yeah, granted that takes a bit more time. I imagine because you have to. Oh, we'll put this in. We'll put that in. Well, I I used to do a bit of commentary years ago. Yeah, a bit of football commentary years ago, and. What you had to do, I don't know if it's still the same, I'd imagine it's still the same. You you had to um when they wanted it done really quickly for the for highlights, um, you would if you were doing commentary on it, you'd have to write down the minute that something happened. Yeah. So that they would know. So you might say, Oh, um hit the bar mm. twenty four minutes mm. and then and then they would be able to edit that from there off your notes to do that because then the editing would be speeded up because they would know what was coming up. But if you if you can do that and it was a it was a decent standard of football, was it not championship at the time or league one or something? Yeah, yeah it was championship and yeah. Yeah. So if you if you have to do that at that level, yeah. surely Bill Arthur or mm. whoever mm. whoever's commentating can do it. Yeah. Or I'm sure they can have somebody. But they've got more people. I mean, these were for club videos, so there was literally like me and the camera. That's what I mean. Like, if you can do that for that, for that had... club's com- highlight video, and you have to do that, surely Super League or 
whoever the club can hire someone to go, oh, this happened at this minute, this, and, and, and get them yeah. out. And at the time, it was videos. Yeah. That's where we were up to. So they had about six video recorders playing. You did the commentary. One went to each manager. Yeah. And the clubs. And then the rest, we used to then dash from wherever we were to the nearest Sky editing suite, which was usually Wilmslow. And then they would start doing it because then it went on the, the highlights thing at the at the night. Yeah. But there's absolutely no reason why, if you are just showing try highlights, mm. that, can't, that can't be done an hour after the game. Mm. I yeah. just don't see how it could, especially if someone's writing the time of the minutes down. Yeah, and uh, the, all, uh, the, the sorry, the minutes and all the, the games. Have are to, on. Well, all the games have to be covered for the highlights anyway. Yeah. So I don't understand why that's not done and then and then gone to the editing suite, put together, no. bang, there you go, there's your highlights package. It's a joke, especially for people like us who need to watch them to do this. Because I was thinking as well, you know, we talked about the commentary on this, having no commentary on these highlights. Mm. I was thinking, if you watch football and you watch like the football league highlights, there's somebody that then does the, let's say they do League One and they'll go, oh, over at such a place... And such, then, and then such a body was leading until this. But then, in the seventy seventh minute, you could just do that. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't even need to be commentary. No, it, it would be like a voiceover, which you get just on, so on you know else. what's happening in the game. Yeah. Anyway, so we keep going about that, don't we? But well, it's frustrating it when frustrating. you have to. Well, you know, we do the recording on a on a, a Tuesday evening, don't we? Usually, and we, you know, we think that's a pretty good time to do it. We well, what that gives us is time for highlights to be published, time for a bit of aftermath, time for mm. a bit of news, and uh, some you know fallout from the games, that sort of but, thing. But for some reason, I mean, when did would Huddersfield Wakefield play? Was it Saturday? Uh, Saturday or Sunday? Yeah. But it's Tuesday. It should be out. Yeah, of course, it should. No matter what day, I, I didn't think it was Sunday. I can't I mean, remember. Well, even but. if it was, we we searched this afternoon for it, and it should be out by then. Because that, that's a minimum forty-eight hours. But I I tell you where I watched my highlights for that game on the Sky Sports app. So how come they can have it on the app, but they can't get it onto YouTube? Yeah. I just don't. Anyway, I think we should quickly move on before this turns into a long discussion. Uh, yeah, so uh, Lee 28, Hull Kingston Rovers 34. Yeah. Before you do that, Huddersfield was Sunday, by the way. Was it? Yeah. Well, it's no so, excuse. Anyway. So was Lee. So was Lee and Huddersfield. Mm, it's no, so ex- Sunday. no excuse. Okay, Lee 28, Hull KR 34. Well, what a good game that was. I really enjoyed this game. Um, Lee couldn't get off to a better start, really. Junior South scored in like the 57 second or something. To put them four uh, nil up, like, and also, I think UKR had two in the bin at one point, so they were playing with eleven players. I don't think it was for for very long, but there's like twenty minutes there, isn't there, where they've got twelve players? Yeah. Do you a quick junior sound story? <laughs> it's just rubbish, really. But all oh, right, you're selling this one. No, it is really. I just wanted to the guy. So when I was. Doing work with Samoa in the World Cup. Junior Sal was on the, mm-hmm. the the team. And um uh I had to get these uh shirts framed and signed um as part of the, as part of them going away. Anyway, got them signed, but I had something else to do back at the hotel. So I just said to Junior Sal, Junior, can you can you just um can you pop that back on the coach for me, this frame thing? He just went, Nah. 
<laughs> well, just pop it on the coach. You didn't to do anything with it. Nah. <laughs> oh, shall I do it then? Yeah. Wow. You're right, it was rubbish. I know, but I, I, don't, just... I don't think anecdotes are your forte. <laughs> yeah, well, I met Peter Purvis, but anyway. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I mean, you know, they're playing with 12 players for 20 minutes and they still can't get over the line. It was a just, I just couldn't believe they didn't win, really, because I think no. if any other team played against 12 men for 20 minutes, they're going to win, aren't they? Oh, and then he went, then he was going to sign for Salford, which he did, but he come back dead excited because he's had a meeting with Marwan Kukash, and the biggest thing that he was excited about, that he was going to name a racehorse after him. <laughs> oh, no. I don't know whether that ever happened. I don't think it did. I've never seen it, anyway. Yeah. Carry on. Yeah. Um, okay, our point of view, Mikey Lewis looked great. Yeah. The young half um, you know, had a real good game. There's some real good British youngsters knocking about, isn't there? Yeah. All being, all things being equal, i.e. number of games played, etc. Mm-hmm. And you've got a full season, none of this win percentage nonsense. You've got a proper season that's played. Where do all Where do all Car finish? Ooh. Fifth or sixth? Mm. Sixth. We'll say sixth. I think they sneak into the, the playoffs. Behind Saints, Catalan, Warrington, Wigan. Wigan. Leeds. Yeah. In front of Hull. Yeah. In front of in front of Castle played. in front of Castleford. Yeah. Yeah. This year, yeah. I think they play better rugby and I think they're a better team than than, than them two at the minute. Mm. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, I think the the sneaking at six. So how much then will someone like Lachlan Coote make to them next year? Oh, massive! Lachlan Coote has been excellent since he come over. Real, you know, commanding figure and takes on a lot of responsibilities as well. Or he has done for St. Ellen's. I think he took over the majority of the kicking game. Um, the takes the 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 goals as well, doesn't he? That he's really improved at. Um, and I think he just gives confidence to everybody else that he plays with. And does that weaken Saints then? Does that close the gap, so to speak? Yeah, in a way, yes. Yeah, I would say so. Obviously, Jack Wells, I think Christian Wolf he said last week or the week before that Jack Wellsby would be the new fullback, not having a pop at Jack Wellsby or anything. I think he is one of the the most exciting Talent, young talents in the league at the minute, and I think I'm sure he'll go on to do loads of great things. But yeah. is he better than Lachlan Coote at the moment? Don't know. But Coote then is an upgrade on Quinlan. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, massively. Mm, interesting. That will that will be really interesting next That's year. That's one of the biggest yeah. signings Olkar have made in a, a long, long time. Because mm. he's yeah. still got a lot of rugby play. The way he plays, because he's not. A fullback that is blessed with speed, is he? I don't think tremendous speed, like your modern fullback is. So I think the way that he plays the game and the way he plays his game gives him a bit more longevity, timing, yeah, um, positional, yeah, just knows where to be, safe, yeah, safe under the ball, yeah, good kicking game. The way the the way he plays will give him longevity. Mm. 
Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, well, moving on to Lachlan Coote and Co. Mm. Um, unless you have anything else on Rovers. No. Uh, this was the big game of the, the week. Yeah. Uh, second versus first. Um, went the way of uh, second. Uh, St. Helens, 34. Catalan Dragons, 12. Yeah. But Catalan had a... Had a Few players out as well, didn't I think they? they had eight first teamers out. No Tompkins, no which, drink water. Which what I, I didn't expect. I, I didn't think that was public. That was I wasn't expecting that before the game, if you like. No, I wasn't expecting that. I was quite quite shocked. Um and really you could tell because I think it took Catalan about nine minutes to play the ball in Saints half. Not play it in like the twenty, like literally in Saints is half. Mm, okay. It took them about eight and a half, nine minutes. Right, like it was so dominant first ten minutes from Saints. Yeah, um, you know they went eighteen nil up pretty quickly, and it was looking like it was going to be a cricket score, and then you slowed down a little bit. But and most games eighteen nil, you can shut the gate, can't you? Yeah, um, but some of the stuff from Saints was excellent. Coot had a great game. I thought Roby looked really good. Lewis Dodd looked bright, scored himself a try, uh, set one up, kicked a nice 40-20 as well. Uh, so, yeah, you know, just, I don't think they ever really had to get out of third or fourth gear Saints. Like, they never hit top gear just because of the, the, you know, the amount of players that Catalan had missing. Yeah. What did you make of Lewis Dodd? I I thought it looked good. Quick thinking for some of his stuff, you know, like the try, it was a loose pass. He kicked it forward, managed to get there. Uh, the try that he set up um, on another day might have gone over himself, but got caught and managed to offload it to Coot. The forty twenty was, you know, good thinking. I don't, I think there was only him that realised it was a forty twenty. Nobody, else, everyone else was just sort of waiting for Catalan to get the ball. The odd game I've seen him. They don't seem to have given him much responsibility. No, he, he didn't do a, all the kicking, for example. Um, he, he only had one or two. Lomax did some, Coot did some. Um, but I think that was probably his best game that he's had for the club. Okay. Um, I, I, you know, we say it all the time, and especially coming through at, at clubs like St. Ellen's, but we've been saying it about like. Will Price, haven't we, over the last couple of weeks, how it's hard not to, you know, big him up and hype him up. It's sort of the same with this, but especially coming through at Lights and he's always the next Sean Long or the next whoever, whatever position they're coming through at. Yeah. So maybe they're doing that purposely. But with having um with having that many players out for the Dragons, uh, it proved to be a tall order, didn't it? It did. And speaking of tall, I have never have you? Did you see him? I don't know if I'm going to say this name right or not. Coretin Lecam. What did you? What did you call him before? Was it not Krusty something? Was it? What did you call him? Lecam or something? Yes, Le chameleon or something. Karma chameleon. That was it. <laughs> I can't remember his name, and it was Le something. So Lecam. Did you okay. see him? Um, only when you showed me the um, six the pictures. Eight. You showed me a lovely picture of him walking towards a scrum. Six foot eight. I've never seen somebody so tall on a rugby league pitch. I remember Saints having a forward in the uh, 
late eighties, early nineties, John Harrison. Right, and he Is was he the editor. Yeah, and yeah. he was he was six seven, I think. Right. Well, he's six eight according to Catalan's website, which is just honestly, he stood next to Liam Moore, the referee, made him look like a munchkin. There was more um, more legs to tackle, I didn't they? I suppose. I'll be honest. He was rubbish. Right. <laughs> Harsh, no. There's nothing to him. He's, he was well easy to tackle. I thought he'd be offloading for fun, like some sort of octopus. Was he not? See, when you look at, like, he looks really tall um, in the NRL. Um, Jason Saab. Yeah. But he's like a he's like a bullet from a gun, isn't he? Yeah, well, he, he wasn't. He was more like a slug. <laughs> from a stone yeah um, well, well, well well we'll keep an eye on him we'll keep an eye on his career maybe next year maybe he'll maybe be one of our 10 to watch I mean if he bulks up and stuff he'd be a monster but yeah. he didn't look very good I'll be honest maybe he'd be into basketball next year who knows he looked like he should be playing basketball that's how he looked <laughs> he did look like a basketballer oh. Um, and I think that wraps it up for Super League because the only other game was Warrington and Hull FC and that was postponed because Hull have got COVID cases. So is there is there a game off again this week then? I don't know. I haven't heard anything. Again, so that's against Catalan. They're supposed to play Catalan this week? Yeah, I haven't heard anything. Okay. Um, right, moving swiftly on into some news. Have you got any bits of news? Um, I've got some bits of news. Yes, um, I did have some bits of news. Uh, Blake Austin confirmed. Yeah, one year deal uh, to go to Leeds. Well, I mean, I, I'm struggling a little bit again there because I'm like, came over as a, as a, um, a marquee signing. Yeah, and yet now, and his first year was looking oh, like I ripped it up. Yeah, but he just seems to have lost his way. It just seems weird that he would go on a one-year deal. You would think that Warren... You, like, one year is nothing, is it? Is it one year or bust, as in, well, I'm going to give me everything to get back in the NRL? Maybe. Don't know. Maybe. Maybe they're only... Maybe if you had a few injuries or a loss of form, maybe they're only willing to take a one-year deal. Yeah, possibly. Offer a, you know, offer I, one year. I think the, the thing that sort of read into it is like... It, it obviously, I know they've said that he's going to stay, but Gareth Widdop must be staying, and they'll have Williams and Widdop, which I'm sure Warrington will be much more happy with. So then it becomes utility or backup, doesn't it? Well, I think it leaves questions over, like, Gale. Talking of Gale and Leeds, do you remember last week on the pod we mentioned that he'd got a, a two-game ban for... Making contact with a referee. Yes. Did you have you seen that? I did since? see it because yeah. we hadn't seen that at last at last week's pod. No, he was just trying to get like his mate off one of the other players. He was laughing it? as he brushed past the referee, and I think it was George uh, George Williams. I think that mm. he was uh, trying to get to, and he was like, but there was no anger, no anger in his face, no, and he brushed past the referee to, to get to Williams. Yeah, and he got two games, and yeah. You see, you see late hits. You see head high tackles that get one match. It's absolutely ridiculous. Well, the disciplinary this week, there's there's none. 
There is none. There's no bands this week. And I thought there was definitely going to be some the amount of sim binnings and things that we saw. Yeah. But no, there is none. Absolutely bizarre, that one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you're right. It does leave questions over uh, over Gale, doesn't it? Because they've got... Um, They've got two lots of half. They've got uh, they've got another half back there, haven't they? Leeds. Yeah. yeah. Um, I just I don't know how, how they fit people in and where that's going to go. They're obviously getting rid of some, aren't they? I think. Yeah. I, I still it still rankles me a little bit that these announcements are made midway through the season for the following season. Mm. To be honest. Yeah. I never used to get that. No, I don't quite understand why. Just I don't know why they can't keep that under wraps until the end of the season. No, unless the I don't know, I, I, building I never, for season ticket sales or something. I'm not. Yeah, I just feel a bit uncomfortable with that. Like from a fan's point of view, yeah, with half a season. To and go. you sort of get a gist of who's going and who's not because if players off contract and they haven't announced them by this time, you're thinking, well, he's. Going. Is he going to go, or is he sat? Is he is he holding out? But then, mm. but then all of a sudden, then it's like, well, oh, we've signed, you know, Warrington. We've signed Matautia for next year. Leeds, we've signed Austin. And you can, and like you said, you can read. Then there's a there's like a trail that unravelled, isn't there? Mm. Yeah. Well, there's quite a bit of signing news this week. I've got quite a few signings. Okay. Um, George Burgess has signed a two and a half year deal with the St George Dragons in the NRL. He's overcome his. Uh, was it his shoulder? His shoulder problem that he did shoulder, that forced him. Hip, yeah. hip, hip, was it? Yeah, hip. Yeah, three cheers for George Burgess. <clears throat> hip, hip. <laughs> uh, and he's yeah. Anyway, he's back in Australia and signed a, a new deal with the the Dragons, two and a half years. Um. Also, Will Hopawati has been announced. Um, signing for Saints on a two-year deal with the option of a third. Uh, how, how old is he? Do you know, twenty nine, I think. Seems to have been around. I know he missed a couple of years of his career, didn't he? Because he went to do a Mormon missionary thing. Yeah, that's right. Well, apparently, and he also never used to play on. I don't know if this is still the case, but he didn't play on Sundays because it was religion and like right. praying and stuff and church and whatnot. But he right. didn't play games that were on a Sunday. Surely, surely they've not signed somebody that doesn't. Play Sundays. Well, especially when Sunday games happen quite regular. Yeah. Mm, don't know. Interesting. We'll soon find out. We will soon find out. Um, biggest <laughs> signing news of the week for me, um, Brody Croft signing a two-year deal at Salford. Yeah. Massive signing for Salford, that. Doesn't seem to have got the recognition, that signing, that uh, it, it deserves. Do you know what with Salford? There always seem to be news around Salford, doesn't there? Yeah. In the you know financial trouble or whatever, and yet they have this habit of the, their ability to pull off really, really impressive signings. Mm. Still goes on every year. Ian Blees does yeah. a phenomenal job. Absolutely, absolutely phenomenal job. He's he's pretty much kept him afloat. Yeah, massively underrated in in his role. I think doesn't get enough credit because no. what a guy. But they still they don't they? They still really come out with those really stellar signings. Yeah, yeah, they do. Um, another stellarish signing: Beretta Farimo, two year deal to Castleford, joining back up with Lee Radford for next season. 
I like him. I think he's a good winger. For Emo, yeah. Yeah, I think he's a good, good, yeah. good winger. And have you heard the rumours this week that also uh, Zach Hardake was meant to have had a meeting with Lee Bradford? Yeah, they don't seem to be going away, them rumours, do they? No. He strikes me as one of these Yorkshire, one, West Yorkshire ones they don't like really moving away. I mean, if it is, I mean, not comment too much on it because it's not happened, but if it does, then you look at Wigan, who've stood by him on a drink driving charge. Yeah, they after they give him a second chance after that ban. The drugs ban. Yeah. And then they've stood by him, improved him, mm. had faith in him, mm. rebuilt him. Yeah. And then why would, why would after all that, why would they let him go? Mm. Unless there's there's more to that story. Maybe. That, that we don't know about. Maybe. But... They're not going away, but like I said, but the Ferrimo thing, yeah, it's good, um, good business. I think. That. Yeah, definitely. Um, Joe Cater has signed a two-year extension with Hull FC, which I'm, I'm sure they're all happy with because he is a good player. Yeah, definitely. Um, and Jack Sinfield signs his first professional contract at Leeds, following in the footsteps of his father, Sir Kev. Yeah, well done. Yeah. So, yeah, um, you know, massive for him. Um, some slightly sadder news. Um, Lee Mossop has unfortunately been forced to retire with immediate effect um, due to, I think it was, um, too many head knocks, um, which is sad because he's been a great player for, for Wigan and, and Salford. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so we wish Lee all the best yeah. in the future. Absolutely, yeah. Um, Conrad Hurrell says sends his sends his absolute best. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, and the last bit of news that I've got was sent to us by Bright Six again. Um, and this weekend, this Sunday, um, is the Wheelchair Challenge Cup final. Yes, it is. It's at um, it's at Sheffield, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it's it's in Sheffield. It's, it's at the EIS, the Institute for Sport in Sheffield. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, um, and uh, that's right. Yeah, like, as you say, it's uh, defending champions Leeds Rhinos, and they take on uh, Kent's Argonauts, the Argonauts from Kent. I hope their captain's called Jason. That'd be amazing. But that is uh, Sunday, the fifteenth of August, um, at the EIS. Stadium in Sheffield, and it's a twelve thirty kickoff. And tickets are priced at ten pounds an adult, and five pound for concessions. Excellent. Um, so if you can get yourself down there, go and support some rugby league. Yep. Uh, I've just got one or two other little bits. Um, uh, one of our regular listeners, um, uh, Alison, has sent us a message um, from who's a Castleford fan. Um, do you remember? Do you remember we were talking about? Luke Gale's mortgage last <laughs> yeah. week, and then we didn't know what we we were struggling with with the CBR fabrication. Do you remember? Well, you were. I was. Yeah. Well, Alison sent us a message to say the defabrication boring for the game, and like, but she met Ian, the owner, who is married to Melanie, who does the match day photography at Castleford. All right. So very good. Thanks for that, Alison. I was just like. I just wanted Does that to put your mind at ease now. A little bit, yeah. I just wanted to, uh, yeah. I just wanted to think about it. Um, 
Big news, I think. Big news that you might not have heard of. Big rumour of signing. Okay. Um, huge rumour. Um, marquee signing. Lionel Messi to Warrington. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, all depends whether they can fit him under... Uh, the sombrero. The uh, salary sombrero. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure he's willing to take a pay cut. <laughs> I think so. Um, so we've got that. And then I read something earlier today, um, which was that Witness uh, have less than 200 junior season ticket holders. Yeah, I saw that. I saw that. Which is a real game problem. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I'm sure they're not the, the only ones. No, um, I, mean, I, we, I saw the other week that Barrow were doing some fantastic initiatives, weren't they? Yeah, that's right, yeah. Um, they've done things like letting kids in for free if they get there for a certain time and stuff yeah. like that, haven't they? They do some real good work. Um, Wasn't there things like if you were if you were a player of a, of a junior club, yeah. you got a season ticket? Something like, like that, that yeah. Um, so the, the, the stuff that needs to be done... Um, Within clubs themselves and, and with the the governing bodies as well, I think. Yeah. Um, but I think that is a discussion. Uh, just on its own, me. isn't it? A, t- a, a club like a club like that. Witness. That could be its own episode. That. Yeah. So I think we'll probably co- go into depth on on things like that um, at a later date, won't we? Yeah, we certainly will. So our, after our bits of news, I think it's time for this, isn't it? It's Bobby's Stats of the Week. It is. Unfortunately, he's working again. It's not good enough, this. You need to be committed if you want to be on this podcast. Yeah. Is this not his job? Well, I I would think so. Voluntary job, like Greg Inglis. Okay, so he's got got a few. (laughs) Perhaps you could get Greg Inglis doing the stats. It's Greg's Stats of the Week. Well, he's not doing much else, is he? Uh, Voluntary work. Yeah, this is voluntary work. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Let's get on to him. Yeah. Dear Greg. Right. Right. Um, stat one. History repeated this week. Uh, first one's an Australian one. History repeated, and it's about the Parramatta Eels. They registered their first points in 140 minutes this weekend which is the longest it's taken the Eels to score a point since the start of 2018, when in the first three games of the season, they failed to score for 140 minutes. So they equalled it. Really? Spot on this week. Yep. Wow. And both records were ended by the winger scoring a try. Wow. There you go. Uh, another Australian one. I like this one. I think it's good. Jared Croker of mm. the Raiders. He of um, scrum cap fame. Yeah. Hasn't missed a conversion from the right-hand touchline all season. Wow. That's quality, isn't it? Yeah. That's I good. like that. Wow. That's good, isn't it? Yeah. The stat three. Uh, stat three of six, actually. Wow. Stat three of six. He has been busy. He has. Now, you've actually mentioned this uh, earlier in the pod, and it was from Catalan, who registered the longest amount of time without playing the ball in the opposition half this season. I thought, well, it was just unmissable, really. I didn't know this was going to be one of his stats. What did you say? What did you think it was? Uh, about eight and a half, nine minutes. 17. 
No way. That's what he's put. They 17 minutes without playing the ball in the Saints' half. Wow. But you actually mentioned that, didn't you? Yeah. Um, Sean Kenny Dowell scored his 150th and 150th 150th, 151st, sorry. Okay. <laughs> career try against Lee on Sunday. Uh, 123 for the Roosters, 18 for Newcastle, and 10 for Hull KR. Wow. Very good. He's had a good career, hasn't he? Yeah, very good. Yeah. Uh, he was linked with a few Super League clubs before he came to Hull KR as well, wasn't he? Yeah, he was, yeah. yeah. Um, oh, I've got to mention this. West Wales Raiders. Oh, yeah. They recorded, the good news is, they recorded their first point of the season and ended a 20-game consecutive losing streak. The bad news is, they were going to win and victory was snatched away from them when Doncaster equalised in the 79th minute. Heartbreaking. Doncaster a third. Let him have it. <laughs> you don't need the points. Don't need it. You're already in the playoffs. You're there. Yeah. <laughs> don't you be know, selfish, Doncaster. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we fell out with Doncaster this week. <laughs> yeah. Well, good effort from the for good effort from the Raiders though. Yeah. Okay. And the last one, I love this one. I think it's great. Do you know what the average time of ball in play is in Super League this season? Sixty nine. Sixty one minutes. I was gonna say sixty three. Sixty one. Um in the British Lions versus South Africa rugby union game on Sun on Saturday. Uh, the ball was in play for 26 minutes. That's unbelievable. It's <laughs> crap, isn't it? <laughs> what, what, what are they doing for the other uh, 54, 54 minutes? That That's sports a joke. <laughs> and that. they've got like a Sky Sports Lions channel. <laughs> yeah. Get in the bin. Bet they'd have headlines. I bet they'd have... Uh, Highlights on yeah. within 48 hours. Do you know what I was going to ask you, and I meant to do, and I bet you haven't do it. I bet there was a lot of stuff on Sky Sports Instagram about that. Oh, I didn't check. Yeah. And, I'm, and so you need to check for next week if you will, because I meant okay. to ask you about that. But the Lions can get in the bin. And me. the and the other ones, the other games. I think the first one was 30 minutes, and the other one was 26 again. Wow, it's unbelievable, isn't it? Yeah, they're a joke. It's a joke sport. Joke sport. Joke sport. We're having a sport. No, <laughs> not at all. So there you go. That was... It's Bobby's Stats of the Week. Thank you, Bobby. Thank you. Done well there this week. He has. Um, okay, you, you're on next, aren't you, with our lists, our little feature <laughs> of the week. Well, if you've been with us from the start... Well um, done. Thank you. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> thanks for that. Um, you, if you were going to start, you're a glutton for punishment. Yeah. Um, we, in the very first episode, we did a list of 10 players to watch, didn't we? And, uh, and at, at first glance of this, yeah, it's not gone well. I'll be what, honest. What about second glance? Um, I can see probably... Two players that have worked out all right. Out of ten? <laughs> yeah. It's pretty good though. Well, uh, oh, three maybe. Three. 30%. It's growing. It's 
It's not good. Okay. <laughs> it's not good. It's the revisit. Is this the revisit round then? It is the revisit. Seeing as we're about, uh, well, just over halfway, coming towards the end of the season, out, we thought right. we would take a look and, and see how the list has gone. Okay. So if to work out, well, what do we? What do you need to give them out of ten for it to have worked out well? The the list or each individual each player. individual player. So if you said that's worked out well, because I'm going to give him a. Out yeah. of ten, what would you give him? Seven. Seven. Right. So if he's if he's worked out as a two or something. Yeah. 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 Right. Okay. Um, obviously, there was a couple that was like more than than one signing. It was more of a collective of signings. That was the Huddersfield lot, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we'll just skip past that. Okay. So uh, go on anyway, then. kicking off the list. Yeah. It starts good. I'll be honest. All right. Niall Evolds. I'd give him a nine. I would. Because um, he's been brilliant. He won the Lance Todd. Yeah, he did win the Lance Todd. And that's all that matters. And I think he's he's been, you know, can argue, so he's been Castleford's best player. He's been one of the best players in Super League, I think. Yeah, definitely. So I, I would agree with that. I'd give him a nine out of ten. Um, and then we'll just leave the list there, I think. <laughs> Maybe uh, you should have saved him to last. Yeah. Okay, who's next? Um the back row of Huddersfield. Okay. So we did that as a collective signing of uh, Josh Jones, J- Joe Greenwood, and Jack Ashworth. Ooh. So I think Josh Jones has gone okay. Huddersfield haven't. Joe Greenwood? Joe Greenwood I've not seen really all that much. And Jack Ashworth, the last time I saw him, he was getting sent off a for fight. having a fight. Yeah. Um. So I, I'm going to give that a three. I was just thinking that in my mind. Because one's gone okay, the other two have been non-existent, but Uddersfield as as, as a, a team have been... Um, Not good either. Well, it, their season peaked when you predicted them to finish second this season. Yeah, second bottom. Well, they're not even that. Right. <laughs> uh, next up, Josh Reynolds. Started off well for, for a game or two. Yeah. And then as he... Come back. He's only a five for me. I I I would say four or five. Yeah, we'll go five. Okay, we'll go five. But he still but doesn't make the made it for list. me. Really, I've only really seen him have one good game. Yeah. Uh, next up was Zane Tetivano. I'm undecided on. I'm undecided on that one. Uh, yeah. I, I he's had a, a couple of knocks, Annie, he? But he, the the few games that I've seen him and he's looked okay. I would say maybe six. So he's nearly made it. Nearly. Not a disaster. Um, next up um, was a latecomer okay. to the list. Yeah. Um, Nathan Peets. Right. What's happened to him? I think he went to Huddersfield for a bit, didn't he? And it's just, I don't know where he is now, whether he's still at Huddersfield or not. Did he play any games for Lee? He played one or two. I'll be honest, I haven't really seen him, which can't be good. Does he even score? No. Is that a nil? I, I, I'm going one. <laughs> one and that's being generous. Yeah. Okay. Uh, next up, Morgan Escaray. Okay. Who hasn't really featured for Salford a lot, I don't think. Um, the games that he has, he's done okay. But I think, gen- you know, as a whole, I don't think that's been very good. His career's disappeared a little bit, hasn't it? Yes. Ever since he left. 
Catalan, really. He did all right for Wigan, though. In his first year, second year, and then they let they they brought in like French and Hardacre and stuff, haven't they? Yeah, it's not been great. And his Salford career has not been very good to begin to, to, to you know to get himself going again. No, I do remember one match when um, Ben Barber um, rounded him. Oh, was, was it the Good Friday match? I think so. I remember. I think. Yeah, I remember that. And then that was that was I think the start of a downward spiral for him. But mm. uh, what are you giving him then? Three. Okay. Uh, next up, might get a little bit better. Um, Ignatius Parsi, St. Ellen's. Missed a few games. Mm. Um, I'm not quite sure of the height. I think he carries the ball in well. Not quite sure of the meters he makes. Well, I think, I think he makes a few and he's you know, offloads and I think he's quite good. He doesn't seem to have played a great deal of minutes though. No. I think a six is a fair. I was going to go seven. I was. I was going to okay. say. I was going to say made it. Okay, we'll go made it compared to the rest. We'll go made it because we're struggling for people that have made it. Yeah, it doesn't get better on this next one. Go on then, uh, old GI Greg Inglis. The only thing I would say in Greg Inglis's defence is that we forgot about Kyle Eastmond. Do you remember at the end of the, the list? And we went, oh, we forgot about Kyle Eastman. Right. So he did better than Kyle Eastman. Really. Who we could have who we could have replaced Zane Tatavano with. Both of them would get a zero. Yeah. So Greg Inglis. Zero. Zero? Zero. No, he's doing voluntary work. Surely zero. that's worth something. No. Nope. Okay. Um uh after that. John Bateman slash Jai Field. Uh, Jack, well, a, a bit harsh on Jai Field. So I think, we'll just say because, John Bateman, but I don't think he's been because Jai Field only lasted about twenty minutes, and then he the, made his then, comeback last week. Yeah, and he ripped week. the ripped the muscle off the hamstring off his yeah. off his bone. I don't really want to think about that. To be no, honest, no, no. Feel a bit sorry for him there. Yeah. Uh, so we'll go with John Bateman on that. Um, steady. Yeah. Influence. Not really the John Bateman that we've seen over the last few years, though, so, is it? So, so if you are basing a seven on Parsi, yeah, are you giving the same for John Bateman, or are you saying he's not has been as successful as Parsi has? I mean, how do you judge him? Do you judge him on like he's been good? And like, no, you judge him on the impact that he's had for Wigan this season. That's I mean, it. he has missed a few weeks, hasn't he? Yeah, I just don't think it's. In the same John Bateman this year. Six? Yeah. I think six is fair. I really do. Okay. Uh, and last on the list. Well, to be honest, we give Zane Tativano six, didn't we? Yeah. So that's, I think that's about similar. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, last on the list, Corbin Sims. Okay. So we've ended quite well because I think he's been been really good for I do. KR. That's a good eight, I think. I was going to say eight. I think that's an eight out of ten. So... <clears throat> Evold has been the best, hasn't it? Yeah. We've got 48 out of 100 there in total. It's not the greatest list. <laughs> <laughs> but it could have been worse. Yeah. 
there's players everywhere thinking, don't put me on that list for next year. No, well, going to have to do a bit more research. Yeah. Well, we that, did loads for that. True, we did do loads for that. It's not worked out okay. well at all. All right. So I've got, well, I've got, I've got a list for you then. Right. Yeah? Yeah. But we'll try and do better on that one, won't we? Yeah. Okay. The eight fastest players in the NRL, because we're building up to NRL time as well now, aren't we? Yeah. Can you name any of the eight fastest players? Uh, Josh Adokar. Yep. Is he number one? Or oh, is it not in that sort of order? It's not in that sort of order. It will be in a minute. Okay. Josh Adokar, yes. Jason Saab? Yes. Alex Johnston? Yes. No. Uh, is this just NRL? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Okay. Uh, is Brian Toto in there? No. Is. Uh, or perhaps I should state this as well. This isn't the fastest over so many yards. This is the speed that they've reached the at, any, yeah, okay. at any point. Yeah. Damien Cook? No. He was a beach sprinter. I thought he might have got in there. No. Uh, it's a beach sprinter. It's like a person who sprints on my um, beach. Makes sense. Yep. Um, <laughs> on, on sand? Yeah. Tedesco? No. Oh. There's going to be people screaming, going, ah, he's not said in yet. Yeah. Uh, One for the Broncos. Oh, Coates. Yep. Xavier Coates. How many is that? Four. Shall I give you? Shall I give you this order now? Then just give me the team. Um, Seagulls. Trevivit. Yep. I was going to say. Uh, two from the Bulldogs. Two from the Bulldogs and one from the Broncos. Uh, the Broncos won. Tessie New? No. Is it Jermaine Isarco? No. I don't know. You're going to have to tell me then. Okay. So uh, this is all in uh, kilometres per hour because mm-hmm. that's how they measure things. Um, 10th, 35.9. Oh, that's a joint, actually. Joint 7th, should I say. Uh, it's Trebojevic and Alex Johnson. 6th, mm-hmm. 36k uh, per hour. Jake Avarillo. Oh, really? Yeah. 36.1, Jack Hetherington. Uh, Jack Hetherington. I don't. I don't think I've ever heard of him. Uh, it's Bulldogs, think, isn't he? Yeah. Well, yeah. Obviously, but uh, fourth, thirty-six point seven. Herbie Farnworth. Oh right. Third, thirty-seven point six. Which is a big difference at this level, isn't it? That that one or two k per hour. Mm. Uh, Xavier Coates, and then who's second and who's first? Saab and uh, the Fox. Sure, Fox has got to be first. 38 for Saab, 38.1 for the Fox. Wow. So he has been the fastest uh, thing. And uh, must credit Craggle, uh, uh, must credit uh, uh, Craig Tinker for those stats, <laughs> who was desperate to uh, get on the pod this week. So thank you, Craig, for sending them in. Very good. So thank you uh, to Craig Tinker. Yes, and um, that leads us nicely into the NRL results thing, doesn't it? It does, yeah. Um, let's just start off. Uh, Knights 28, Broncos 20. Yeah, um, I mean, we were talking about 
you know, like um, this might be the game that was like eight minutes, eight and a half minutes. Um, the 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 Broncos' early defense on the line. I think they had seven straight sets to defend on the line. Um, I, I managed to keep them out. I think. Well, obviously, because they had seven straight sets. So. <laughs> <laughs> but it was oh yeah, I wrote down there near nine minutes. So it must have been that that I was getting confused with that Saints game. Um, but yeah, nice, you know, playing decent rugby, and I, I think they'll probably make the eight. I think looking at the fixtures that they've got left. Well, you still haven't answered that question about who's going to finish seven. Never asked it me again. I've asked you two weeks on the trot. You always go. We'll do it next week. Well, I'm do- we're doing it at the end of the NRL, so you better right, get your thinking okay. cap on. Well, I already know the answers. Okay, Raiders twenty, the Dragons twelve. Will the Dragons win another game this season? Um, maybe one. I can't remember who was, it would be against. Probably the Bulldogs. Yeah, or the Cowboys or something. Yeah. Um, but you know, to be fair, they've done better than I thought they would in these last couple of weeks, where they've had them bans and, and you know, and not all since the Paul Vaughan thing. Yeah, uh, went off. They've done better than I thought they would, but uh, the Raiders just sort of picking up wins here and there will that be enough to get them over the line we'll find out mm. um, next game I've just got turd fest for this Bulldogs 16 Tigers 28 <laughs> it got to be the two of the worst teams I've ever seen at this level yeah yeah you're right um, it, it wasn't good Um <sighs> The, the the only real thing that I wrote down was the, the Meany try where um, Meany, the fullback himself, makes the break, gives it to Avarillo, but then Avarillo gets caught. But as he's going down, can see him Meany running back round behind him to his right and gives an outdoor pass that floats up in the air so he's got time to latch onto right. it and then he goes on and scores. That was the best thing about that game, really. It's not one of those that you... You, you set your alarm for, is it, to switch on if it's on in the morning? No. A weekend or something. Oh, got to get, oh, get up at, at 7.30 on a Sunday morning to watch to watch the Bulldogs versus the Tigers. Yeah, no. Nah, not happening, is it? No, nah, not at all. I think when I, I did sit, because it, it was on at work in the, uh, uh, on the television at work, and I did, even the commentator seemed to uh, just... Lack motivation if for you've it. You've got that game as a commentator, though. You'd be going, oh no. Oh. Especially when we come to some of the other games that yeah. have been on the weekend. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Listen, Voss, you're not doing you're not doing the Seagulls versus the Storm. We're gonna put you on the Bulldogs versus the Titans. Yeah. Another game that I thought was gonna be a turd fest, but actually turned out to be okay just for the actions of one bloke. Uh, Warriors 18, Sharks 16, and <laughs> Will Chambers sledging. Well, do you remember we mentioned that in that players' poll? Yeah, yeah, a couple and of he months was the, ago. He voted the biggest sledger. And we said, is he? And then it comes about that they all know, they've all known yeah. this for years, but um, apparently he's also fell out with Andrew Fafita and fell out with his own teammates about his sledging. Yeah, I've heard that. And we, he, because he's gone too far and stepped over stepped over the line. Yeah, I've heard that as well. Um, but he just left an absolute path of destruction. Was in it. Uh, Matt Lodge early on was in it. Uh, Kane Evans, who ended up throwing a couple of punches at him. Uh, Dallin, uh, what is a Lesniak. Um, and 
this is what he, he ended he, these players that he's been at all game um, and have reacted. Matt Lodge got um, he, he threw him into the ground by the head, didn't he? It was like uh, yeah, it was a proper, proper head slam, wasn't it? He's got a two week suspension. Kane Evans for punching one week. Um, Dallin Watley, Zelezniak reacted. He's got one week, uh, but he's pleaded not guilty, so that might change. And again, Kane Evans, um, I think for dangerous contact, they said, um, has been fined um, $1,300. So on the flip side, on one side, you could say he's done his job. <laughs> he's took half the team out. Yeah. And he's he's done his He's done his job well, they in, in were one on, sense. Uh, the things uh, like NRL, they lost the game. They, so... were, they were going like all oh, the pundits and uh, all the the um, journalists and and whatnot were saying, "Oh, well, he should have some responsibility and stuff like that." I'm like, stop being so soft. Yeah. Interesting what our listeners would think on that, whether or not he's stepped the line. And personally, yeah. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> but in one sense, he's, done it, he's upset that many people, so he's, he's done a job. On the other hand, though, they've lost the game. Yeah. So he hasn't done his job, has he? No, but they should have done. Yeah. That Kane Evans got Simbin twice because of him. <laughs> well, well, he he, um, he knocked on next thing I know. He's throwing two left hands at him. Yeah. Yeah. And miss with both and end up getting a ban. Yeah. So, there you go. Uh, Titans. Titans 36, Cowboys 14. Yeah, Titans... Um... Bo Ferner, brilliant. Oh, no yeah, that was amazing. Out, out the back pass. Yeah. Um, um, and then went over himself after that for, yeah. for his own try. And they're looking solid in that seventh place at the minute. Yeah, Fafita is, impo- David Fafita, that is, is impossible to stop near the line. Yeah. Just really is. Um, and uh, the Ash Taylor try from the Corey Thompson put a little grubber in it through, down the line and then chipped it over the full-back's head on the fly. It's funny sometimes how these players, like Ash Taylor, done nothing for months. Mm. Then it comes about that he's been offered to Super League clubs. Yeah. So he's in the shop window. Yeah. And then suddenly, sort of says, oh, look, this is how I can play. And I've heard things that um, Jamal Fogarty might not even get back in the squad because there's Toby Sexton, the young lad who's, who's coming through. Was he called Toby? It's definitely yeah. called Sexton. Sexton, yeah. No, you mean, yeah. I think he's called Toby, though. Um, playing at seven, and obviously Ash Taylor at six, because he's been playing really well. Oddly. And now they're on about Jamal Fogget not being able to get back in. It's weird. Isn't it? Just, but Titans sitting pretty there, and Cowboys just suddenly, the last the last month or so, have been shocking. I don't know what's happened to Valentine Holmes. Don't know. He had a couple of decent... And in, in this game, but ever since he left um, to to go to the NFL, the American football, not, it's not been, really the same. been the same. No, no. Um, and then we we come on to the we come on to the major games, I suppose, don't we? Yeah. Um, one I thought would be a lot closer than it was was the uh, Eels, the Paramount Eels twelve, the Rabbit O's forty. Yeah, brilliant left hand left hand edge attacking wide from the Rabbit O's. I mean, Alex Johnson gets try after try and he's out and Josh Mansour now is taking over that, that try-scoring mantle. Yeah. And just that left edge of the the, the rabbit holes is, is insane, isn't it? Yeah. Um, 
But special praise in that game for uh, Adam Reynolds, who's become the top point scorer ever in uh, Rabito's history. Yeah, overtakes um, Eric Sims, doesn't it? And did it in a year less than than, than Eric did it as well. Mm, although there were three points for a try in them days and things, so well, it's yeah, it was a bit sort of skewed. Some of these, some of these, uh, I won't say achievements, not taking anything off it. I'm just saying the no, way that the balance is. Yeah. yeah, if it, you know, if it was the same point system, he probably wouldn't have got there yet. <clears throat> no, and would he have done? And now leaving, leaving yeah, the end of the right. season, yeah. Um, but yeah, they, uh, you know, uh, I feel sorry for uh, Reed Mahoney, the the Eels nine with this persistent shoulder problem that he's got. He did mm. it again, didn't he? You can see him in, in um, I think he was um, just behind the sticks and with the physio, and he was like, I think he was crying his eyes out and yeah. stuff. But they yeah. said he won't play again this season now. Mm. Um, I tell you, I do think he's underrated, and that's Cola uh, Matangi. Which one's he? Uh, I think he's second row, isn't he, for the uh, for the bunnies? Oh right! Oh yes, I know what you mean. Have I pronounced that right? <clears throat> I think so. Um, and he's but he he looks to to punch holes every time. I, I do like him when I've seen him. Yeah, I think he's very <laughs> underrated. But forty twelve sneaking up um, without getting a lot of plaudits, really, because it's all been about it's all been <clears throat> about the storm. Um, it's all been about the Panthers. Then it's all been about the Sea Eagles. Early yeah. on, it was about the Eels, and they've just sort of gone about the business. The Bunnies, without really, but they've only—I think they've only lost two. Yeah, right, yeah. right in there. Yeah, and uh, <clears throat> like we—I think we said it might come down to the the defense. They seem to let in a few more points than. Mm. You know, like the the Storm or the Panthers, and... which against those teams might might just go against them. But but a brilliant attacking side, that's for sure. Um, Roosters fourteen, Panthers twenty. I thought the Roosters competed pretty well in this game, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. Um, and whenever I see uh, Matt Burton play, uh, he just seems to have something extra, and yet he's going at the end of the season, isn't he? <clears throat> Yeah, went round to Desco like he wasn't there. Yeah. There's not many people do that, is there? No, not at all. You know, look really quick. And is he a centre? Is he a six? Is he going to the Bulldogs to be a six? I, I don't know. Well, we mentioned it last week about the Bulldogs that they've pretty much signed uh, the majority of a new backline. Yeah, yeah, they have. Which will be interesting to see how, how quickly they get them to gel. But yeah. uh, good win for the Panthers because they have struggled without Cleary, but. Yeah, but uh, you look at the you know game. the injuries that the Roosters have got: Morris Twins, Ikavalu, Joseph Suwale, Luke Keary, Lindsay Collins. Yeah, a lot of them are out for the season. In, in terms <laughs> of performance, not points. In terms of performance, I think the, the Panthers have, have dropped off a little bit. In terms of they've struggled since Origin, really, haven't they? Since yeah. after since after Origin, and I know they've had injuries. They had a lot of players there in the, in those Origin games. Yeah, yeah, and um, whether they can. You know, I think Cleary's probably about this week. <clears throat> Whether they can pick that form up and find that form again, we'll wait and see. But if they do, it'll make one hell of a grand final anyway. Well, one team that looks to be going there is the final game that we've got to talk about this week is the Sea Eagles 18, the Storm 28. Yeah. Which could be a repeat of the grand final, but <clears throat> I, feel, I feel pretty sure that one of them's going there anyway. Storm, definitely, I think. Um, they were they were dominant, really. They, to be fair, Manly 
fought back in, didn't he? And, and ended up going in front just at the start of the second half. And and really... Yeah. It wasn't that much in it. No, they just... Uh, I think the scoreline flatters the storm. I know mm. it's only 10 points, but it was a lot closer than that, I thought. Mm. Which sounds a bit silly to say, but... Um, when Jason Saab got that intercept try, absolutely screaming at the telly, going, where's the fox? Because this is the race that everybody oh, wants it? to yeah. see. Yeah. And he just didn't even try the fox, I think, because it was going to win the ball. Yeah. He'd obviously seen Saab had got it and was just like, there's no point. So he didn't even attempt. Didn't go it, yeah. I was gutted. <laughs> um, <clears throat> also, um, I did pay a bit more attention this week to uh, Jerome Hughes after you'd You've sung his praises all year, and he, I thought he, yeah, he was magnificent. He's ace, isn't he? Yeah, makes a break at least one break every game that I see him. He in. finds a gap where there is where there's no there is no gap. He does it every week, yeah. every week. So yeah, brilliant. Um, does that wrap us up for the NRL? Yes, it certainly does. Um, but in answer to you, who's going to make? The oh eight? yeah, sorry. Come on then. Yeah, <coughs> seven, so, seven, really, top six are, are, are done. Out, yeah, I think seven and eight. So you've got seven and eight, and so top six as they stand are. Yeah, very top six as they stand. Yeah, um, you, who, who who are in there? It's going to be the, the storm, storm on top. The bunnies are second. Panthers. Um, yeah, sorry. Sea eagles. Getting it now. Eels. Storm Panth- oh Storm Panthers, Rabbit O's, Eels, Roosters, Sea Eagles. Right, they're in. Yep. So then you've got four five teams that can make the eight. So really quickly, twenty points. There's three on twenty points, seven, eight, and nine. Titans, Raiders, Knights, ten and eleven. Sharks and Dragons both on 18 points. I would have said the Sharks were shooing before the last couple of weeks, but... Yeah, well, not when you see the run home. No. So go on then. Your, so your really, for me, for with, with the way that is, I think 10 and 11 are out of it. Um, So I think, looking at the, the fixtures, I think uh, the Titans and the Knights... They're your 7 and 8. I think they've got to win two games. I think they've got to finish on 24 points. Okay. Um, and the Titans have got to play the Bunnies, the Storm, mm. which doesn't sound good, I know. But then they play the Knights and the Warriors. Right. So, so if they can win them last points, two games... That might do it for yeah, them. Yeah, which means... And the Raiders are in eighth at the minute. They've got to play the Storm, the Seagulls, the Warriors and the Roosters. Right. So really you would think they would only get one point, uh, two points from that one win. Yeah. Uh, the Knights then have to play the Sharks, the Bulldogs... The Titans and the Broncos. So they, could, they could get eight points so as, out of them, though. As long as the Titans beat the Knights... Then they should be there. If They would have to win the last game Yeah, if they'd not won. Either. But the Knights are looking at between six and eight there, aren't they? Yep. Um, and then the Sharks have got the Knights, the Tigers, the Broncos and the Storm. Right. So again... But even if they four, get... yeah. So they could do if they beat the Knights. A couple of key games there, isn't there? So the Sharks could have a chance, but then the Dragons in 11th have got the Panthers, the Roosters, the Cowboys and the Bunnies. So your your prediction is? Uh, the Titans and the Knights. In that order? 7th and 8th? Yeah, eighth? because the points difference with the Titans is better. Okay. All right. Well, let's see if you're right. Yeah. Um, and then finally, this week, uh, fixtures for the, next, uh, for the next week in Super League, uh, starting on Thursday uh, with uh, Saints v Cass. Yeah, this should be a good match, that. You know, with Cass coming off a good win against Leeds and Saints have um, got a couple of players back. I think Bentley's back in the squad. 
Um, um, That's good to see after that yeah, horrific after injury the, the leg in the season. Yeah. So Leeds fans will be happy about that. <laughs> Definitely. Well. Yeah, there'll be yeah there'll be a lot of Rhinos fans just t- tuning in just for that one. <laughs> yeah. So no, but I think Saints will be too strong. I think they'll win by sixteen. Okay. Uh, Catalan and Hull is that off? Uh, I haven't seen anything to say it's off, so right. we'll just go with that it's on. Okay. Um, and if Catalan have got players back, if it's in. If it's in Perpignan as well, I think Catalan will be too strong and I think uh, they'll win by uh, 14. Okay. Uh, Salford and Huddersfield? Um, you know, Salford will be looking to keep that momentum going and, you know, they, they could turn Huddersfield over. Huddersfield aren't the strongest at the minute. They're playing with a lot of academy players, uh, which, you know, is, is great for them and great for the sport. Um, and I've had a couple of wins, haven't they, the last couple of weeks, but... Um, stuff on that could go either way, but I'm going to say Huddersfield by eight. Um, Hull KR and Wigan, tough one that to call. <clears throat> that is a tough one, very tough one. But I'm going to go with Hull KR. I'm going to say Hull KR are going to win by ten. Okay. Uh, Lee versus Leeds. Um, you would think that Leeds would be able to bounce back and bounce back quite convincingly. So I'm going to say Leeds twenty six. Okay, and. Finally, Wakefield and Warrington. Uh, Warrington having a week off, will that help them or hinder them? We'll, we'll find out. Um, teams often play well after the coach has just been sacked as well, don't they? Um, but I think Warrington will be too strong. I would say Warrington by 20. Okay. And I think that just about wraps us up for this week, doesn't it? It does wrap us up for this week. Um, again, <clears throat> thank you for listening. Thank you for staying with us. Um, and... Wherever you are going or whatever you're watching this week, be safe and enjoy it. It's goodbye from me. And it's goodbye from me.